Alana Palm returning. Uh, she and I are, are such sisters and we love each other so much. And she has such an amazing uh, call on her life that, um, you know, that really tracks with so much of what's on my heart, uh, carries such wisdom. And uh, let me read a, a little spiel on her just in case you um, don't know her. Let me pull this up. I kind of lost it here. Oh, okay. So Alana Palm is a trauma release and mind renewal specialist. I think that's amazing that you know that. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> helps Christian women be set free from the effects of complex trauma and negative thinking without spending years in therapy. Hallelujah for that. Alana's ministry, Wake Up Joyful, is focused on helping you take every thought captive to Christ to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you desire to experience God's love on a whole new level, so you can stop going into the downward spiral spiral of fear and worry, contact Alana now. She's amazing. Do that. And discover the peace and joy that's possible for you. So Alana... Wow, that's a great, uh, I love that. Um, thank you for being on again. Uh, so she always has so much stuff to share. So hi, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to be here with you as always. So Yay. yeah, it's, it's always such a joy. You know, it's kind of interesting because you were talking about, um, you know, we have issues related to trauma. We know this. Um, and, and we have, um, ways that respond to that with kind of this, you were talking about a negative downward spiral of thinking. Um, and then flipping that out of fear and worry. And uh, I think last time you were on, you really shared a lot of your testimony, which is so incredible. Um, and I know you're doing so much now to help uh, women um, get out of this cycle. Um, you know, what, what do you find is kind of the... Um, when you're helping women and, and of course my audience is male as well. So men have this too, um, in their, in their struggle with that. What do you, what do you find are kind of like the key things, the patterns that you see that kind of trip us up? Well, the way I see it is, you know, when we're really young, so between age zero to six, when we process things, we're processing them with our subconscious, basically, mm-hmm. right? Because we're not consciously going, okay, you know, my mom's yelling at me right now. She must be having a bad day. You know, she must have mental health issues. You know, she's just upset because she had a fight with daddy. Like, we're not thinking like that because we're just literally taking it in. Mm-hmm. And when we go through most experiences as a child, hopefully, mm-hmm. they're pretty normal, pretty good, right? We feel safe enough, secure enough. We trust, we know our parents are going to take care of us. But then usually what happens is at some point when we're young, if it's not healthy, there's some kind of um, trauma that happens and trauma is basically you're experiencing something Mm -hmm. and there's an experience that happens and you have an emotional reaction to it. So it could be that, you know, you, you had a pet dog and you were in charge of feeding your pet dog that morning and you forgot because you were rushing off to school and you got home from school and your dog had passed away. And your parents went, you didn't feed the dog. 
And for the rest of your life, you, you have you got the dog system no. <laughs> that you mm-hmm. cause the death of the dog, mm-hmm. right? And you, and when you're a child, you don't logically going, well, no, of course the dog didn't die because I feed it. Like it right. was sick. We don't think like that. We just have this experience where our parents are mad. They're upset. They're crying. And we go, this is my fault because we're based on our ego. This is my fault. I didn't feed the dog. The dog died because of me. And then we make it mean something about us and about other people or the world, right? And then we go, okay, well, I'm scared now to have a dog again. I'm scared to maybe even have kids as an adult, right? right? Because there's Mm -hmm. this, and we don't even understand it because it's so subconscious. We grow up and we know we're afraid of something. We know something's blocking us, Mm -hmm. but we don't even know what it is because we haven't gone back and gone, oh yeah, I remember when I was five years old and that happened. Right. So this is, this is what happens with people is they just don't realize the, there's the trauma that happens, Mm -hmm. the experience, but really even more importantly, it's the meanings that we make up. What we we make it mean, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So when we talk about mind renewal and trauma release, it's really about going back to that root Mm -hmm. of that Mm -hmm. meaning that was created so long ago. And then what happens is we find evidence for that meaning to support it for our whole lives. So some women I work with, they come to me at age 50 and Mm -hmm. they believe the same lie since they were, you know, five or 10 years old. So for four decades, right. they've been believing the same thing that's negative about themselves because mm-hmm. they created it at one point, this like inception point almost of yes. it. And so we really work on going back to the root of it mm-hmm. and, and really looking at, does that make sense? Is that true? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how do you negate that, right? With the Lord, with his word, with mm-hmm. his truth and renew your mind? Because mm-hmm. at that point then you go, okay, well, what, if that's not true, then what is actually truth? You know, who am I really in Christ? And how do we renew our mind to come into agreement with him so that we can really focus on the truth of who he says we are? Mm-hmm. And that's where the, we can get a lot more freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the truth in the inward parts, right? Sets us free. How do you help people past? Because we see this a lot. Like, you know, uh, most, if, if you've been in church for a while and you kind of know scripture, um, and, you know, you, you, uh, say the lie is like I'm worthless or whatever, or I'm bad. Um, and then you know the scriptures, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made and all this kind of stuff. How do, how do you get, how do you help your clients get past the, I know it in my head, but my heart's not convinced. What are, what are the things that you do? Because this is like an, this is kind of how we are. We know what the truth is, but it's like, yeah, not, I still feels like I'm worthless and you know, bad and all this. Yeah. So how, how do you help well, with that? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. So, so basically what happens, right, is because we have this belief, like, I'm worthless, mm-hmm. we created that when we were younger, mm-hmm. and we're looking for evidence to believe it, we've got all this evidence that we're not enough, that we're worthless. And so one day, somebody like me comes along and says, no, no, you're worthy, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you're worthy. And then they go, oh, yeah, okay, scripture says I'm worthy, and I know it in my head, and we're working through that, but they still can't really ingest it. Right. But one of the things we do among many things is we go back, like I said, to the root Mm. of it and really look at what was the lie that you believed and replacing it with truth. And we do do this in different ways. Um, We have what's called an inner child or many sort of inner children, right? We have parts of us that become almost fragmented Mm -hmm. when we're young, if we go through trauma. And we really work on 
letting those parts of us that didn't have a voice mm-hmm. be heard because they're trapped inside and they have never really been able to express their emotions. A lot mm-hmm. of the women I work with, they weren't really allowed to feel their emotions. It was right. one of those things where it's like, you stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about or right. you're crying, go to your room and come out when you can smile and be happy and be with the rest of us. Right. And so we have to put on a happy face. Alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Put mm-hmm. on a happy face and they feel very alone in their emotions and they were never taught how to process them. So mm-hmm. we go through a lot of reprocessing mm-hmm. the emotions and allowing mm-hmm. the things that have been buried to come up yes. in a very safe, supportive way. And as each person is ready. Mm-hmm. And so I do it in a way where I invite, you know, this, we get to know these parts of us inside and the process is so freeing because we're going deep into the subconscious beliefs instead of just going, okay, memorize scripture and then keep telling yourself that. And then you'll believe it because you actually won't believe it because we have what's called a reticular activating system, Mm -hmm. right? In our brain, which is our filter Mm -hmm. and we're filtering everything through all of our programming. Mm-hmm. So if our programming for decades says I'm worthless, mm-hmm. we're filtering everything through mm-hmm. I'm worthless. So we actually need to change the subconscious beliefs mm-hmm. in order to find new evidence and believe that we're actually worthy. Instead of just reading the scripture, mm-hmm. we need to be able to change what we feel inside subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So when we do hear the scripture, we can actually ingest it and it, it can go to the depths. The truth feels true. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how do you help them overcome this reticular activated system? You know, it's like I, I it's a lot of times people I, I tell people, it's like, well, the scripture says, you know, I, I'm worthy, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And this little inner child says, well, hell no. And the reticular activating system is like, no, not 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 buying it, whatever. How do you help them overcome that? Yeah. So that's the deeper work. Mm -hmm. And for me to explain it is going to probably sound, it's going to sound a little strange Mm because even when I explain it to the ladies before we do it, it's strange. Mm -hmm. But once we're in the experience, it's a very inward experience. So let's say if I was taking you through it, I would get you to go very much inward. So Mm -hmm. say you were getting a trigger by something, you were really Mm -hmm. experiencing a trigger. We would go inside to that trigger and we would discover more about it. We Mm -hmm. would, we would look at, you know, where do you feel it in your body? You know, what does, do you have an image of what it looks like? Some women will say feel it in their stomach and they'll Mm -hmm. have almost like a black hole is their Mm -hmm. image of something like I'm worthless and it'll be a black hole. Mm -hmm. So we actually really go into that space Mm -hmm. inside them and we, we do healing work with Mm -hmm. that space Mm -hmm. and allow that reprocessing to happen. And it comes from questions and understanding what was going on for that inner child, right? So that Mm -hmm. part of us could be functioning emotionally at age seven, Mm -hmm. even though we are age 50. Right. So we go back and we allow this seven-year-old to be heard, Mm -hmm. be seen, Mm -hmm. express whatever it didn't get to express. And then we ask it, you know, how do you feel now? Do you feel like it's almost like we're unblending from, you know, ourself with a capital Mm -hmm. S and this part of us. We're unblending so we can recognize it. Mm -hmm. And then depending on the stage of healing, that part of us, we can actually blend it back into us, but at a more mature place. So it's not functioning at a seven-year-old mm-hmm. level anymore mm-hmm. going, I need to protect you because, you know, I'm, we're going to get hurt if we don't self-protect right. or, you know, whatever it is, we're an inner critic and we're going to have to mm-hmm. talk ourselves down so that we're not going to be in a dangerous situation or we're never going to set ourselves up for failure or whatever it is. Right. right. So we mature that part because the truth is that part of us has grown up yeah. in some ways 
physically, but just emotionally. You get stuck stuck at seven, Mm -hmm. that part. Mm -hmm. We go into the stuck part and we Mm -hmm. allow that stuck part to release. Mm -hmm. And then we can actually be in a space of believing more coming into agreement is what I say, coming into agreement with the truth of Mm -hmm. what God says. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing when you give those spots, those places of voice, And you're not so, you know, not so in a hurry to talk them out of it, but they get a voice and a chance to speak. It's amazing once, and this is how we are as, you know, at, at, at our age, whatever age you are. It's like when I'm really shut down in a place and it's not logical, it's whatever, but it is like hugely, um, emotional and, and, and there's just a lot of charge on it. If you come at me with like trying to talk me down or whatever with logic or with scripture says or whatever, I'm like, I am not like, I can't hear that right now. But when I'm actually heard in my irrational, and the truth is it's going to be irrational. It's going to be, you know, unscriptural and, and you've got to give yourself permission, give those places permission to have that place. And when that's heard, then your heart and your mind can open up to actually, okay, so nobody freaked. No one's trying to talk me out. Now that I've had my voice, what is that response? And I'm still accepted. I'm still loved. I'm still safe. And now I can start to receive something that I couldn't receive before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of funny when you and I were talking, uh, my son Robert came down, he had a really hard morning and was not acting logical and was not, it was honestly really bad behavior, like really bad, foul, sent him from school and that kind of thing. And he was so mad. He didn't want to have anything to do with me. It's like, well, I'm not going to try to talk to you when you're in this thing. But then when he had a chance to be heard, his, his his heart kind of opened up and we're all huggy and whatever. And now he can hear. And this is really how we, we are as people. And I think a lot of times we think we're, we think we act from a logical standpoint, but our drivers are going to generally be illogical, no, no matter how logical you are or, or whatever. Those are usually our drivers. And when it's in line with what God is saying, it's a great driving and when it's in, it, when it's out of line with that, that's where we get stuck. And I, I, I love kind of this process you're talking about, um, to help people kind of, you're talking really about getting unstuck from those places. Um, are, do you have any, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, now if, if you're having a lot of trauma and things like that and are stuck, go find Alana. Um, but just for the audience, that's like, well, maybe, um, you know, what, what can I do for myself to cooperate with this process? Um, uh, you know, even I, I may need some additional external help, but just me and God, what, what, what would you recommend for people yeah. kind of in, in sort of like, I'm hearing this and yeah, I've got issues. I'm not sure if I need help yet, but what can I do to even start on this process or cooperate with this process? Yeah, I mean, there's so many things. I do a five day intensive that I run and I, I go through a lot of these, you know, types of things that we can do when we're just doing almost like self coaching and working through mm-hmm. these things on our own. And the first thing is playing detective. I, I call it oh, noticing and playing detective with ourselves. We will often show up a certain way in life and 
we don't see our blind spots. We don't understand what's really going on. We might be angry. I might get, get angry at my husband. I've never gotten angry at my husband. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to get really angry with him. Mm-hmm. And I used to blame him for everything that was wrong in our marriage. Everything right. was his fault. And I would point my finger at him, but I didn't realize there were three fingers pointing back at me. Mm-hmm. And so once I started to actually play detective with myself and go, okay, the anger is often the outward emotion, mm-hmm. but What's going on underneath the anger? Well, there's always sadness Mm -hmm. and fear and a desire for love or something along those lines, right? Mm -hmm. A desire to be liked, loved, accepted. There's fear potentially of abandonment, fear of not getting our needs met, right? Mm -hmm. And the sadness of maybe loss or being vulnerable. It can be hard, right? So if we actually spend time playing detective with ourselves Mm -hmm. and noticing, okay, this is what's coming out on the outside, but underneath it, if I were to go some layers deep and peel Mm -hmm. back the onion, where's the sadness? What's the fear? And Mm -hmm. what do I really desire under all of this? Like the anger is a, for me, it was a desire to be heard. It was a Mm -hmm. desire for love, right? Mm -hmm. I was afraid that, you know, so many things, I mean, so many fears, so much sadness was coming up, but, and that can be a really big indicator of the trauma that's still going on underneath. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing. So I don't know what you think of that. I can share one more thing as well. I think that's brilliant. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that's brilliant. So be detective. And that's that kind of when we have that capacity to kind of be outside ourselves, Carolyn Leaf kind of just talks about us kind of looking outside ourselves. So we, a lot of times you can have a lot of crazy going on and look at yourself. I was like, man, that's crazy. But what's really going on here? Oh, you know, I am angry, but it's not, not that's not the, the inner thing I call it the driver. Um, I'm, God, I'm really mad, but it's actually, I'm afraid. Uh, it's actually, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm grieving or, you know, what, all of those things. So we have that capacity. Once you've kind of played detective, um, or whatever, what was the next thing you were going to tell us? So go ahead. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and just to, so with what you said, yeah, a really great thing to do is almost, if you can imagine yourself, if you're in a situation, imagine pulling yourself out of your body and almost being like a fly on the wall. And you're watching yourself and you're watching the situation from that other perspective. Because often when you get that other perspective, because when we're so close to something, we can't always see it. But when we pull back, we can see it from a different perspective and actually get a better view of the whole picture. So that's really, really important. Um, The next thing I do, and this is more of a way of just renewing your mind and looking at your thoughts. So the other day I had one of my clients go through some really traumatic situations she went through when she was young and she actually went through and wrote out a little bit about what happened. Like, which she already knew what happened. So I'm like, just make some point form notes. So you remember then more importantly, what else could have actually been happening that you didn't consider at the time. Mm -hmm. So for her, you know, she, she had some really big tragedies happen and, you know, one of the things was the abuse she went through. Mm -hmm. And so she made the abuse as a child mean that she was bad. She Mm -hmm. was evil. Something she was doing was wrong. Mm -hmm. But when she was able to look at it from a different perspective, she went, Oh, I didn't realize my mother, my stepmother was extremely unhealthy, very mentally ill. Mm -hmm. And she was able to look at it from this perspective of this wasn't actually about me. Like I, I showed up well, I was just a little girl, Mm -hmm. I was going through all of this pain, but I wasn't doing anything that bad yet. She, she had a lot of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so just changing the story. Yeah, I have an acronym for story. I have a story system where you kind of look at 
whatever the situation was, Mm -hmm. the stance you took or the meaning you created Mm -hmm. or the automatic negative thought or whatever that Mm -hmm. was. And then you look at a story and a story is strategic thought on renewing yourself. Hmm. So you really look at what's a more strategic thought that lines up with you and the best for you Mm -hmm. lines up with God and his best and his will and his truth lines up with scripture and sometimes just really pulls back and, and looks at the perspective of how can I see what was really going on for that other person mm-hmm. and, and not make it about me. So we do that and we mm-hmm. can sort of create this story, which is actually much closer to the truth than whatever we created when we were very young. So now right. we've got so much more wisdom and understanding so we can see it differently takes us out of the emotion of it. It's almost like this holy forgetfulness. So oh, right. we have, you know, forgetfulness. We, we might not ever forget it, but holy forgetfulness is almost when we don't have the emotional charge. Right. Exactly. You can anymore. remember the incident, but it feels like it happens to someone else or whatever, you know, you're not yeah, stuck exactly. in it emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then what we do after they create this kind of new understanding, they have this new perspective is we line that up with scripture and mm-hmm. see you know, what scripture supports this perspective to make sure it's really focused on God. We look at how much we come in agreement with that scripture, mm-hmm. just to check ourselves and play detective. Are we, you know, a 10 out of 10? Like I agree that I am fearfully and wonderfully made, mm-hmm. or do I still think that I'm not? And if mm-hmm. I'm not, then we get to go into the deeper layers that are yeah. still present, right? Yeah. And so those are a few things that people could just take hold of and mm-hmm. implement yeah. and just notice if anything comes up, notice what's happening and just play detective. Yeah. And I think that's, I think what's gorgeous about that is kind of like, cause you were kind of mentioning at the end, sort of near the end, uh, it's always fabulous, but um, is that sometimes like, you know, the truth, the scripture, the word says this fearfully, wonderfully made or, or whatever uh, the particular scripture is that's, that's being brought up that truth um, that is eternal. Um, and, um, and you're like, okay, so 70% of me is tracking with that or 10% of me is tracking with that. And, you know, and a lot of times we tend to get really frustrated because we're like, okay, I just, why, why can't I make myself believe it? Well, you know, it's because it's your heart is not convinced. And so, which means it means that there's just more healing to be done. And so you don't want to start to make like your process means like, well, I'm bad. I'm stupid. I can't do. No, it's just, you know, you really are fearfully and wonderfully made. And what that means is that we're complex. The fearfully and wonderfully is the complexity of who we are. And so sometimes we get frustrated with God because he doesn't like, you know, we're, we're trying to almost like, like force feed scripture down there. It's like, you know, if you got to force it, you're not believing it. It's like force feeding it. Well, you're not really ingesting it. You know, it's actually traumatizing. So what's happening is it's a matter of being convinced and you know how the, how Holy Spirit leads us as he convicts us of righteousness or, or convinces us it's a heart issue. So there's something in what happened, what you made it mean that you just need to go back to and honoring yourself in that process because God doesn't violate us by jamming truth down us. He, he, he's love and it's patient and kind. So, which means in your process, you need to be patient and kind with yourself. You're commanded to love as he loves, which means, ooh, including yourself. Um, and be patient and kind. It's like, well, apparently, okay, only 10% of me is buying it. I don't like that. But I need to go back because I'm so fearfully and wonderfully made 
that we go back and we handle it like gently and we go back to another layer, whatever. And this is the part of us that, you know, this is an ongoing thing. Like the renewal of our mind, it may not always be trauma, but it's always going to be something. And so we have to be patient with ourselves in the process because being conformed into the image of God is a, a lifelong plus process, right? And so, um, uh, and so it's okay. I guess the thing is, it's like, it's okay to actually have a problem. And some people, they start to get like despaired because, well, he's told me the truth and I'm not believing it. So there's no hope for me. It's like, no, that's just part of the process. So in, you know, I believe help my unbelief. So 10% of your beliefs, awesome. We can build on 10%. Um, but okay. So what do we need to do next to help convince our hearts and our hearts start to open up and just really receive? And I think, um, and I, and I, so I think it's really important that we're not, you know, um, uh, abusive with ourselves in the process of trying to get healed. Um, you know, you just can't force feed it and have that be healing. Um, and then also you're not bad for struggling with it. You know, that, that's actually the human condition is, is trust issues and belief issues, Right. And so welcome to the human race. <laughs> and apparently God adores us in our process. So, Absolutely. yeah, There's no yeah. condemnation. Right? right. Like we, we condemn ourselves so much and we think we should be somewhere we're not yet. And we wish something else was different. And then we make a mistake and we're hard on ourselves about it. But God isn't. He's just like, okay, I forgive you. You know, come to me, find rest in me. Right. And, and then we'll be able to continue moving forward. And we talk a lot about resting in him and the freedom of really choosing him first, choosing his way, his will, his timing. All of that is so important because we can get caught up in the way we think it should look. But healing is really interesting. I've had women who've gone through, the, now I, I have a longer term program. So it's anywhere from eight to 12 months. And women will go through the first three or four months and they'll, have some things come up that they haven't dealt with in a little while and they'll go, Oh wow. Like they're going through the lessons, they're going through the modules, they're going through the coaching. And then after they get to a certain level of healing, they'll actually go back and do them all again because during the first run, they were maybe a little bit hard on themselves about not being able to do certain things, but then they get the healing. The layers have been peeled back and they can go back and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm prepared now. Right. So it's longer term because everybody's healing is different. Some people follow a, a bit of a straight line, not, mm -hmm. not all, not ever a straight line, but kind of more, you know, just mm -hmm. pretty straight. Mm -hmm. Other people are three steps forward, two steps okay. back, one step forward, four steps back, and then six steps forward. And it just, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And I think one thing that you said, you know, we need to be kind to ourselves and patient with ourselves mm -hmm. and not put ourselves down for the way our healing is happening because right. the Lord wants to do it in a way for you. That's very different from how he's going to do it yeah. for me. It's going to look different for you. And it's going to be as you're available and ready. And mm -hmm. you know, the parts of us that we were talking about, mm -hmm. we have parts that will protect us Oh yeah, to the end, right? Like they, they mm -hmm. do not want us to get hurt. Right. And so if we're pushing past that, and forcing right. it, mm -hmm. it's not going to feel safe. It's not going right. to work. We need we're to literally re-traumatizing ourselves. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, it, we can't do that, right? We need to, we need to do it all in love. Like it's yeah. all got to be love based because there are, unfortunately, there are experiences of people being re-traumatized oh, when they're sure. not able to process it properly, right? With love Absolutely. and with Christ, I believe yeah. doing it oh, with yeah. Christ 
putting him at the center of our healing is like, that's where it's at. And he will always love and he always honors us. It's amazing how he does that. Even while he's convicting us or convincing us of sinful things or whatever, he's always going to honor us because he's always pulling on um, the truth of who we are. And he knows that better than who we are. And so, and he's the ultimate teacher. He's the comforter. He's the healer. He's the counselor. And so it's always safe as it's directed in in his way. So yeah, that is so amazing. Wow. Can you believe we're at the top of our tide? Ah. <laughs> so, um, so Alana, I'm sure a lot of people are like, this is awesome. I want to find out more. Tell me about this program, all your programs. Where do they find you? How do they connect with you? Yeah. So a couple things, they can go to wakeupjoyful.com. That's the name of my ministry, Wake Up Joyful. Isn't that great? Don't and... you love that name? I'm sorry. That just makes me happy. Every time I say it, like, what a great name. Okay, go ahead. Let's wake up joyful. Well, it, was, it was my dream to, mm-hmm. for me personally at yeah. one time, to be able to wake up with joy every day and say like, this is the day of the Lord and I'm yeah. excited and I'll rejoice. Right. right? And, and I couldn't for a long time. So yeah. my dream was that. And now my dream for other people is that they would be able to Isn't wake up beautiful? with joy and peace and not, you know, Oh, another day that they're dreading. Right. But they really have that freedom Mm -hmm. in him. And so they can go to wakeupjoyful.com. And then if they want to find out about the set free Academy, which is the longer term program that I offer, you can find out on the website, but also you could just go straight to wakeupjoyful.com slash set free. And you can read all about it there too. And, you know, some people will book a call with me to talk about it from that page. So yeah, lots of options. I also on my website have lots of free resources that they can download and, and read. So yeah, lots of fun things to do. I do a free five day intensive called experiencing God's love. So I do that every Yay. few months. That's going to come up again in June. So they can register for that. So lots of lots of opportunities. Wow, that is so amazing. Yay, I love it. Well, you have so much. Uh, you're such a gift. You're such a blessing to me personally. Um, definitely collect, c- connect with uh, Alana and her materials and all of that. And, um, and grab a hold of just the nuggets that you can run with to kind of get yourself further o- on the road. And if you need more help, find Alana. I'm happy to help in whatever way that works. And thank you for, for joining us, Alana. You're amazing. You're so sweet. Well, I love being with you. You're amazing. And yeah, I I love you and I love what you're doing in your ministry. So thank you for including me. Well, of course, of course. All right, everybody. So share this. Someone needs this information. So share this uh, so that other people can grab a hold of that and connect with Alana, however that's you're being led. And uh, thank you for joining us. And everybody have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.